Today, we're gonna to be speaking with a billion dollar producer and he's gonna share exactly how he runs his business. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And before I inter talk about our guest, I just want to say thank you to our audience, everyone listening, because we just hit a major milestone. We just crossed over 3 million downloads, audio downloads, by the way, and it's all because of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I know on every episode, I'm like, tell a friend, tell a friend. You guys are doing it and I couldn't thank you more. Please keep doing it. That really is the best way you can help us. Also, support our sponsors. They're the ones who pay the bills. We love them, so let let them know how much you love them. Check out their services and products. Consider buying them. In fact, just go ahead and buy them. I promise uh, our, our sponsors are awesome. They'll all help your business. But today, we have a great conversation with a billion-dollar producer, Scott Harris. So let's just get to the main event, guys. Uh, congrats again for all of us. Three million downloads, big deal for me. Really appreciate it. But let's get to the main event. My conversation with the great Scott Harris. All right, today our guest is Scott Harris with Harris Residential Team of Brown Harris Stevens in New York City. Uh, his team covers Manhattan and Brooklyn, but let me tell you more about Scott. Now, since 2003, Scott Harris has been involved in the marketing and sales of nearly a billion dollars of New York City residential property. It's a really impressive number. He has been ranked among the top 250 agents in the nation in sales volume by the Wall Street Journal, Real Trends Top 1000 list. He and his team, Harris Residential Team, are regularly among the top 0.02% of realtors nationwide. With a focus on people first and a philosophy of visionary brokerage, they are passionate about helping their clients uncover what is next for them in their lives, identifying and securing opportunities in cooperative apartments, landmark townhouses, and condominiums. Please, to learn more about Scott and his team, visit harrisresidential.com. We will have a link to that in the show notes. And also follow him on uh, LinkedIn. 
And just search for Scott Harris because he posts a lot of amazing content. So we will have a link to that as well in the show notes. Scott gets has a tremendous following on LinkedIn, and he's always publishing good content that you should check out. Scott, welcome to the show. DJ, thanks for having me. And uh, hello from New York. Well, hello from Chicago, and hello to all of all of our listeners from all over. Um, Scott, really excited to chat with you. I love when I get to talk to somebody who has, you know, approaching the billion dollar mark, or I think you guys have exceeded that. You, you're having an amazing year. We were talking offline and uh, Scott and his team is having their best year ever. This is 2023. I want to just make sure in case somebody's listening to this at a different time. Uh, this is a tough year for most agents, but Scott and his team are crushing it. So we're excited to find out maybe what they're doing and what you know our listeners can learn from Scott. But Scott, I'd love to really start at the beginning of your journey into real estate. So what brought you to real estate? Well, I grew up in, um, in New Orleans and my family... My, my father was at warehouses. He, he still runs a, a, a wholesale hardware business. So I spent a lot of sick days or summer vacation days in his warehouse doing running around doing stuff. My best friend and I were like riding bikes in the wharves on the Mississippi River down by the French Quarter, if you've ever been down there. Sure. Um, and my mom ended up in high school being the marketing director for a, a Merrill Lynch affiliate. So oh. there's like a lot of commercial and residential real estate in my background. And for me, it was all about the architecture and design. I loved all the old Spanish and French architecture of the French Quarter. My very best friend was there and I was sort of steeped in it and, and then did nothing with real estate for years. I was tour, a touring musician for the better part of my 20s, doing sales on one side, booking bands, and then on the other side, um, being on the road. And yeah. when I've finally decided I needed to make a move. I was in Boston at the time. I moved to New York and my stepmother, and as you may have people in your lives who know you better than you know yourself, they're like, Scott, I think you would be a great real estate agent. And it, it's not something that I ever thought about. I, ever, I actually found my college application recently and it said, I think I want to get into something to do with architecture. You know, I, and I was like, huh, that's pretty funny. So I ended up, I ended up here, and sure enough, you know, that first year of real estate, when I moved to New York, I had no, you know, no job, no place to live, no girlfriend, nothing, and just kind of contacts and a real passion, wanting to be successful. And it was like a duck to water. Real estate was just. I got my license, started doing rentals, which is something you can really dive into in New York because it's so much of the business, so much of what people live in here, and it's just been brick by brick, building the business over 20 years. It's amazing. Um, as a musician, so tell us about, about a musician. Uh, what what instrument uh, instruments uh, did you play? So uh, if you know, like pentatonics, you know, some of those acapella. Sure, sure. So I was like a, it was like a boy band for acapella in the, in the late 90s. We used to open for bands like and sync and 98 degrees and amazing crazy and ridiculous and we were you know wearing all the you know you can just imagine what we were wearing and and all of that it was a lot of fun i think i had blue hair for a while it was hilarious a and um so i was a singer that was that was amazing my, and singer and dancer i'm guessing probably a lot of i can move a little bit i would say the dancing is like i don't know how much of a threat i'm going to be on anybody's dance floor but um Definitely had a, a lot of time, a lot of fun jumping around. That's for sure. 
a lot of energy. That's, that's, that's amazing. I, lo- I love that. Um, so I, I really, I want to sort of dive in, I, you know, I, I, maybe we'll just dive into, to, you know, the success you guys have been having this year, because I'm always impressed with success. And, and, you know, I think our, the whole purpose of our podcast is to talk about uh, people who are successful anyway. Uh, that, of course, you are having a great year, you and your team. By the way, I want to mention real quickly before we get started, I usually save this to the end and then I forget to do it often. But if you are an agent in the New York City area, if you're working Manhattan, maybe Brooklyn, um, you know, really anywhere in New York and you are interested in maybe looking to see what other teams have, to, what they have to offer, maybe you're not getting the right attention or, or training or support from your existing firm. Um, Brown Harris Stevens, of course, is a absolutely super reputable firm, one of the one of the big, big firms in the country. But uh, Scott Harris and his team would love the opportunity to chat with you. So um, just keep that in mind as we're talking because Scott's team is doing really well this year and they're expanding. So keep it in mind. But uh, but Scott, yeah, let's talk about what what how how are you guys having such a great year? What do you think you're doing that is um, that is paying off right now? Well, first, I, I think it's it, in terms of how we think about the business big picture, it's all about helping and it's all about service to our clients. So in a, in a moment where you may not be doing as many transactions, um, I never think about you're saying, oh, they're doing great this year. All of the all of that is just the, the last the only thing you can see at the end. It's the yeah. lag. They call it like lag measures. Right. That's exactly right. Right. Lead measures are how are we adding value to clients? And so if you're every person listening, it, you have something special about you. You have some you come from, you know, whether you're whatever you did before. I, I found like school teachers who become real estate agents are the most amazing. They're so patient and they can really create good boundaries and like be good listeners. And so that's just one example, actors, singers, you know, performers, that's one side of it. They're great salespeople, but who are, you know, therapists, we're like therapists and real estate is just the vehicle, right? It's a, it's a people business. And so what we've been doing for 20 years is developing relationships across every imaginable industry. And so when I sit down with my client, I'm just listening. What are the things they need? How can I help them across the board? And I've just found that the more value you add for your client, I want to introduce you to this person. I want to introduce you to this person with absolutely no expectations of what it's going to turn into. Has I know that that is the bed, that's the foundation for our success. And it just keeps, it's like an evergreen thing. You know, you start January 1st. Oh, I have, I have to do this whole thing again. But what you've already done is just connect to your clients and be that person that they call for everything. Yeah. And and how does that relate to like a very specific, you know, we're helping someone sell an apartment, helping someone buy. We really take an A to Z approach. It's like Danny Meyer setting the table above and beyond. I mean, anything you need. You can be based in Asia or in the Middle East or Europe or wherever you are. We can take care of every single thing to do with the preparation of your home above and beyond in terms of communication. Our our team is 11, but our extended team is 50, 100, 200 trusted people that we can go to and make sure that we get things done, right? So it's, it's a combination of the actual deal making where we really are focused on taking care of everything. And that just establishes this huge amount of trust. 
but I think it's also big picture. How can we serve our clients, even when they're not clients? Everybody, right. everybody, it's not about, hey, do you have a referral for me? Because you hear that thing all the time. That's the best compliment you can give, blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> that's what I mean. And it's great advice for anybody who's ever read the million dollar real estate agent. Yeah. That is a great source of language, like to think about how you can, you know, how you can cultivate referrals. But it's much easier than that. Just get into conversation with lots of people and ultimately you're going to help them in some way. And then they're going to, they're never going to forget you. Maybe that's too generic. I mean, I can get, I can get more detailed about how it's helped this year. I I always think the fundamentals win the game. So what you're talking about is really consistent with almost everyone I've ever had on the show who are all top 1% producers in the country. So uh, is it unique? Um, no, but success usually isn't unique. It's usually the the uh, the action that is taken, uh, you know, consistently. And obviously, you guys are doing that. And I do want to dive into it a little deeper because I'm curious. You mentioned, you know, providing value even when someone's not a client. So this this is for our listeners. This could be, you know, before they're ready to to use you. They've never used you before, but you want to start building that trust and and building that 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 relationship. Or they have already used you and they're you know in between uh, transactions, and that may be seven, ten years, whatever it is in your local market. And uh, and I suspect Scott, you guys have an, an approach to handle both of those scenarios when you meet somebody first, and then after a transaction, uh, you know, sort of how you stay in touch. So I'd love to hear more about how you guys continue to add value. Well, I, I would say it, it's like chicken or the egg, right? If you're starting, if you're newer in the business, what can you do? You want to make a, a list. Who are the 50 people in your life that are your biggest fans, right? And start just being consistent. It doesn't have to be 50 calls a day, but can it be five? Can it be five reach outreaches to every single day? It's the consistency. It's just like going to the gym. It's like any kind of consistency you can build in your calendar just to reach out. I mean, yesterday, right? And it can be very intuitive. You have this list in front of you. It can be very old school. Looking at the list, who are the five people that pop out of that list when you look at it? I reached out to five people yesterday. One person told me his somebody in his family passed away and they're going to hire me to sell their place in, you know, in, in, in the spring. I haven't talked to him in probably a year. And I just, Hey, how are you? I was in your old building. I was thinking about you. And that was just my connection point. Somebody else I hadn't spoken to in a year. He popped out of the list. I said, let me reach out to so-and-so. And he said, Oh, I'm looking to buy and flip something in the city. We, we ran out of, we're finished our projects in Connecticut. We're ready to come back in the city. There are opportunities. And that's just yesterday. So you have your top 50 people, you reach out to them and just listen. I, I think the most important thing you can do is, is just the agenda is I want to connect with this person. I care about this person. They care about me. It's, it's so much more fundamentally about the people. And if you really just focus on that, something good comes out of it. You're going to find a way to be of service to them. I mean, my fundamental for those of you who might be in like a networking group, like a BNI or any kind of networking group across the country, they're amazing. It's all about giving with no expectation and then knowing that it's going to come back from everywhere. And that's, that has been, that's just how I am. I want to help people out. I want to listen for ways to help them, but it's just doing that on a consistent basis will ultimately get the ball rolling. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's kind of the most 
fun part of the job for a lot of agents, which is I get to help people first and I'm doing that for free. And it might look different to each particular contact or client. Maybe I'm connecting somebody with uh, somebody who does roofing or I'm connecting somebody with a dentist or helping somebody you know, start to think about where their next home might be because of schooling and they have children you know, or, or whatever. Just it, it could be anything, but maybe the transaction isn't today. Um, but providing that kind of guidance and assistance uh, is, is really what every person in this in this world once we want people to come with ideas to us and people to listen to to our challenges and there aren't many professions other than therapists uh maybe attorneys doctors i guess who who really get to know uh their their clients and i think real estate is one of those professions where you really get a deep dive into somebody and that that allows you to build more intimate relationships with people but like like scott was saying you really have to go first and you have to pick up the phone and you know i love the fact that we have social media now to help us give us those those contact points like as scott was saying you know he's just calling hey how's it going i was in your building LinkedIn is a great place to find out what's going on with someone's professional life. You can see if there's any news about their company. You can see if they've had a promotion. You can even see when their birthday is, that kind of thing. And you can just pick up the phone and say, hey, I was on LinkedIn. I saw you just got a promotion. Like that That's a contact point, right? So there's so much opportunity to pick up the phone uh, and call and talk with people. And uh, I want to talk, uh, Scott, I want to pivot a little bit to talking about believing in your clients. I know that's a big thing for you. So sort of walk us through what does that mean to you and and how do you how do you create this sort of safe place for them to be able to share their lives with you so i, I want to give a shout out um i i listen to uh, a lot of a guy named ed mylett who has this wonderful podcast he's just terrific and and i'm not cribbing, cribbing from him but he said something recently which i think is just it's it's how we run our business it's i see the potential in people and I see, and and more than that, when I sit down with someone and we talk, or get on the phone, or or, or even have a Zoom, right? That I'm listening to what their dreams are. I'm like a like an eight year old kid listening to his parents. If the parent says, "Hey, I'm writing a book," or "Hey, I'm starting a business," "Hey, I'm opening a restaurant," little Johnny doesn't say, "Well, what if the you know what if I he can't, I can't raise the money, and what if right. you know I can't work out a deal with the landlord and." You know, what if uh, I don't know what I'm doing? Little Johnny just believes that his parents are, you know, his his dad or mom is starting this business and they're, they just, it's going to happen. It is already real, right? right? So what I don't know how I've maintained this sort of innocent belief in people, but I, I it is that simple. Someone says, I want to do this. I'm like, it's happening. I, we are going to make it happen. I don't know how, and I'm not worried about how. I have 20 years of experience. We will figure out how along the way, but it's going to happen because we've created a space where I really hear what it is you want. And there are things you might say, there are things you might not say. I'm listening for both. And we're starting to create this vision for what buyers are looking for or sellers, what's next for them. And it's sort of, you know, I have four pillars of what I call visionary brokerage. The first one is understanding, like, who are you? It's not about your property. It's just who are you? What made you fall in love with where you live? What are you looking to do? And and it's because it's this fundamental belief in people that they can that we can help them do it is like the most important. And then we add wisdom on top. That's our second pillar. 
And then we can have all these insights. You know, the, the way we run the business is create this system, you know, all of the, I have an amazing operations person. I'll give a shout out to Karen who does, she's incredible and a transaction coordinator who's Brooke and she's incredible. So we have the system, the structure in place, but it allows for all this intuition where we can just have this crazy idea of like, hey, maybe we should, you want to look on the west side of Manhattan. We have this idea, well, what about this thing over here? And we just have to trust, honor that, like that, the intuition that sort of comes out of nowhere because we've created the space where it happens. And I, I, I can pause there, but it's, some people say it sounds a little woo-woo, you know, a little, you know, but I really think it's about having the structure in place so that magic happens. Really. You are, you are so a hundred percent right. And it's not, it's not woo woo. It's, it's just harder to measure, right? So intuition is hard to sort of understand, but we all have had experiences and it's been my experience throughout life that uh, my intuition is usually right. I won't say it's a hundred percent right, but it's usually right. Maybe 80%, maybe not, maybe it's higher than that. And if that's true, then I have a really valuable resource inside of me. However, I have to get quiet enough to, or create a, a, a container where that intuition is free to, to, to spring forth. Right. And so Scott is talking about doing this themselves because he's right. There are times where, you know, gosh, there's nothing on the East side, but we have this other thing over there and it sort of feels like it might be a fit for them. And even though it's not really what they're looking for, it feels like it might be. So, you know, those are kind of ideas that spring forth. It's, it reminds me of that old, uh, saying as a musician, you'll appreciate this. It's not the, um, the notes that make the music, it's the space between the notes. It's actually the silence between the notes that creates sound. Otherwise, it would just be one blaring sound. Um, so what we're doing is what Scott's really talking about is creating an environment where intuition can 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 thrive. And and that is, yes, maybe it sounds a, a little new agey, but it, boy, is it powerful. And just about every realtor I've talked to talks about their intuition. They trust their gut. Well, I, I think... The part that people forget is it's your job to create, like, I think of us as like, we're the captains of the ship, right? We're steering it. And they're all, you just forget, unless you put yourself through it every now and then, just how stressful this is, right? Think about people, the most stressful things in people's lives are losing a loved one, getting divorced and moving right? Maybe, you know, the new job, losing your job, but like we, we encounter people at their most stressed. Yes. Job one is to like really be calm and be the space when they come in, they come in contact with you, everything's swirling around. You're like in the middle and like, it's all good, right? It's like, you have to, however you get there, yoga, Zumba, meditation, whatever it takes, go running. I don't, you know, I do a few of those different things, but whatever gets you so that when people come in contact with you, they're like, okay, this person knows what they're doing. And, and I trust them because when things are crazy, they just settle in like, Oh wait, we can find a solution here. And yeah, the, the idea of the power, you don't get sucked into the drama. Of, and, and so many agents do. And of course, I mean, I've been, have I ever, have I yelled probably this week at somebody, right? Maybe not, but you know, it's, it's just so easy to lose your temper when, when the stress level is high and you really want to close this deal. Oh my God. It's like every, everything is weighing on getting this one deal closed, especially in a harder market. 
but you have to be like, wait a minute, like that it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. It's going to, if it's not this one, it'll be the next one. But it's like, how can I just stay calm? Right. You, you are so, so absolutely right. I really want to step on this point because as real estate professionals, we forget oftentimes what it's like for the consumer and the consumer isn't always sharing how stressed they are because there is, it's a vulnerable thing sometimes to, to say to a real estate agent, maybe you're working with for the very first time and you're going through a transaction and you know, the consumer is stressed about a particular bump in the road along the way. And you know, maybe they're sharing it with their agent or maybe they're trying to just tough it out going, uh, you know, but realistically we know that you know, real estate transactions are stressful and it doesn't help if the real estate agent that you're employing is also feeling that same level of stress. So I, right. The real estate agent is there to calm the situation, reduce the activation, help solve those problems. And so you're so right is whatever you need to do to reduce your activation, staying out of the drama, um, you know, processing whatever, uh, you know, negative stuff is, is flowing through you and it flows through all of us. It happens. Like you were saying, you know, we all get angry, sad, scared, and learning how to manage those emotions more effectively so we can show up and be that for our clients who are going to need it the most. Can I give you an example of something that just happened? Please. So yesterday, right, we've got a, I mean, it's the scale. I think it's like, if it gets overwhelming to, to you, if you're listening, it's like, just remove a zero, right? This is like a three and a half million dollar deal. And, and the, and the buyer said, I'm stressed already. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, this is going to be such a big deal. It's like, okay. And the buyer came to us and, and we were asking all these concessions. It's a new building. And the buyer said, I want you to give us, we, we already given a small concession on our commission to get to, to, just finalize the deal. And they asked for, um, they were, it wasn't enough. They wanted us to give another few thousand dollars and, and they were texting with a woman on my team and she's texting me, we have to say something, we have to do something. And I said, you know what we need to do? Nothing. Like we are going to do nothing today. I'm not making this decision on the back foot when everything is swirling, let it sleep on it, go exercise, go get a drink, whatever you need to do tonight. We're going to touch this tomorrow morning. And the buyer calmed down and his attorney reached out to us and said, look, we just need to do something. And this is, and it was very concrete. And we were like, that's fine. Right. But it, it solved itself. And the, and sometimes you just have to not respond to that email. Doing nothing yes. today is doing something. Right. Yes. It's like, if you are like, oh my God, freaking out, just put the phone down, put it in another room, go have dinner. I know it may not be the yes. best, most fun dinner, but like try to distract yourself with something positive. And I, that's, we, we focus on it all the time because the solutions come to you. People say, oh, sleep on it and whatever. It's actually a thing. You wake up a little, with a little different perspective. Yes. And maybe, and maybe you've processed some of that stress while you're sleeping or whatever activity, you know, it's, fo it's so funny, Scott, I, I was, I just learned this. I'm 47. I wish I would have learned this uh, much, much earlier in life. But I was doing a meditation class. Uh, it was actually taught by LeBron James of all people, and and so it was kind of funny. And I was like, okay, I don't. Um, I I would love to know what LeBron James does as one of the great greatest of all time. And he said it's critical for him to be mindful of his emotions because in really stressful you know times on the court he can't allow himself to get angry or scared or or sad because it, it it impedes his ability to do his job and he actually has less uh access to his 
all his resources when he's stressed. And we know that the, the, the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight response kicks in when we're stressed and you just if you do just any a cursory dive into what happens biologically we are limited in our resources our brain uh has limited resources our our body is literally trying to survive at that moment so it's not the time to make any sort of really uh impactful decision unless you're in a literally life or death situation that's why those resources are there so being that that's not probably what's happening it's not the time to make decisions. And he talked about that in this meditation course. And he's like, I have to be calm on the court because if I get upset, I lose. He goes, I actually will perform worse. And this is the number one guy, you know, maybe of all time uh, saying that, or certainly one of them. So I, I am right on the same page with you. And there are ways to learn how to, you know, man, better manage your emotions. Or like Scott says, you know, hey, even if, if it's just go, go take a walk, go have dinner, sleep on it. Um, could not agree with you more. That is such a wise tip. You know, there's, uh, I'm just thinking, you asked, you know, how are we being successful this year? And yeah. I, look, people accuse me of being an optimist, okay? And I will gladly say, like, yes, I am an optimist. And I think to be a good agent, you have to believe in your clients. You have to believe in being successful for them, right? But you also, uh, there are so much noise there's so much negativity in the news and and yeah. on social media and places, right? And you know, I would encourage people to take a look at what they're consuming and reading and and even the people they're around. You know, there are agents who are doing great. And even if they're they're having a tougher year, like be around the people that are positive. Be around, surround yourself with some positivity. Um, people who have ideas, how are they gonna actually move forward. Don't the people who not are, who aren't complaining about what's going on, but are like, Hey, let me try something new to get this sold. Let me try this thing. This isn't working. Let me try this. Okay. It's not always, a, it could be just price, you know, but there's always something to do. But I think the bigger picture is maybe stop looking at the news, right? Maybe uh, subtract some of the stuff that just leaves you permanently stressed out all the time. Um, there are so many agents who've said to me, yeah, you know, there's no inventory in, in my town and, and, we're, and we talk through it and you're like, okay, well, how do you, if, if ask a different question, like, right. how can I create some inventory, you know, ask it. And then maybe you'll have an idea that just comes out of nowhere. Like maybe you want to host a, a dinner or maybe you want to have people over to your home and just, you know, talk about the, the, the successes you're having and something might unlock something might you know, if you do, if that results in one more deal this year, wouldn't that be great? As opposed to, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, just sitting there. That is such a great, ask a different question. Um, that is such great advice. So Scott just said, you know, you're, let's say you're working with a buyer, there's no inventory and that's frustrating. Of course it's frustrating. It's frustrating for the buyer. It's frustrating for the agent. And Scott says, okay, well, let's ask a different question. We can't fix that. That, that is, you know, what is, is that old Zen saying, what are people say? I don't know how they say it a different it way. Is, it, uh, is days, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned it a different way. What is is what what is the same thing. Uh, but what is is, and if you push against reality, you're you're just going to tire yourself out, and 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 you're not going to affect it. But if you pivot and ask a different question, how can I create inventory? Well, that solves a lot of problems, right? And and ultimately, that's that's the job of the agent is to to creative problem solving. Um, 
And I, I could not agree with you more. Change the questions, change the, notice how you feel when you're watching and absorbing information, news, social media, whatever. If it makes you feel good, good. If it doesn't make you feel good, be mindful of that and limit because that is go- limit the amount of exposure you have to. It is going to influence how you feel. It just does. It's just the way it works. And um, social media and news media in particular are very skilled at uh, creating emotion, uh, emotional intensity with their viewers, their audience. That's their job. That is how they get paid. So it's not that it's not in- important information to hear. It's just you have to realize that the way they keep you a- attuned to their channel or or their their website is by by creating such an emotional intense environment that that it sort of cap captivates you. And you have to be careful because that's going to influence how you feel. Indeed. Yeah. I, so, I was, I was just, um, I was thinking about the one thing that we do, we have a, a stand-up meeting um, three days a week as a team. And I mean, I meet with the members of the team every other week on a one-to-one and we talk about their business and how I can help them grow their business. And we brainstorm and we come up But the, the, the real important thing that you can start a meeting with is going around the room and talking about what one thing you're grateful for, one thing you're proud of. I learned that from an amazing business coach that I work with, a guy named John Mark Shaw, who I've been working with for a bunch of years. He's based in New York. Give a shout out to John. Love him. He's amazing. Um, and that alone just shifts the whole con- the whole room. People might be having a bad day or, you know, they woke up. You just don't know what people are showing up with. You know, they, yeah. they may not have slept well because they're ch- they have a baby and it's, you know, they, they, they're up all night or their dog is sick or who knows. Right. And like just focusing on one thing you're grateful for, one thing you're proud of can totally change your energy. And then when you get on that phone with the next call, you're not yeah. so, you know, and you had a setback, there's like a pause. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you don't bring that bad with you for the next call, you know? It's so important, and I know we're, we're spending a lot of time on this, but I, I really think it is one of the most important skills for agents to learn is how to, you know, set themselves up for success. You know, people call it mindset, you know, whatever you want to call it, just being able to prime yourself so that you're in the best possible place to serve your clients and serve your 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 own business as well. So I I could not uh di- I could not agree with you more. And it's the reason this podcast exists for the exact same reason is I want people to realize uh, agents who are are struggling that that this path is is possible. And you know, 500 episodes later, uh, thankfully people are are listening, um, and we appreciate that. And and so we're so grateful to people like Scott because you know a lot of times too I think it's easy to sort of forget uh, that top producers still are doing a lot of the same activities that a brand new agent will be doing. They, they have more experience. They're able to do it at a different scale. But uh, I suspect, Scott, um, I, I bet a lot of the same things you do today are things you did 20 years ago. And by the way, yes, yes. Like I think, you know, if there's some simple thing I do, when I think of someone, I send them a text. When I see something and I'm like, oh, I think of that person, I just do it. I don't, there's no like make a list and then do it. Like if it takes two seconds, I do it. And that's the way I've always been. I mean, I am, I do have ADHD. It's like, oh, I have an idea. Let's do it. But if it's simple, I do it. But I want to say something because if you're out there, you're like, oh, this guy, you know, sold a bunch of real estate and, you know, he's really got it figured out. I am stressed out. I make mistakes left, right and center. You know, I have plenty of deals that die. 
that fall apart. And I make, you know, I, I say the wrong thing I, all the time. And I call myself out in front of the team as much as I can, because they need to know that it, it, it continues. You know, you have a bad day. You think, oh, I'm not good enough to get this piece, this, this listing. And you talk yourself into some, all of those things, the self-talk, the, the negative self-talk, it just continues. You have to really be aware of it and work through it. Yes. But the same things that, you know, that you might struggle with if you're a newer agent, it, 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 everyone does it and everyone continues to make mistakes. And it's like the more you just own it and the team appreciates when I talk about my mistakes. Oh, I screwed this up. Sure. Oh, my God, I screwed this up. We launched a listing with the wrong price recently. I was like, oh, God, like I can't believe I did that. Just just stuff that you you have to call yourself out because it 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 makes people feel like they can they can be successful and they don't have to be perfect you know and that's such a relief <laughs> such a relief like you're a human you make mistakes i get it i do it too right and that's the team is held to account but not but not held to perfection yeah, I actually think successful people fail more than non-successful people. I, I really do because I think once and when I say fail, I mean making a mistake, an error, um, you know, whatever that looks like. Because it's the only way we actually learn. We learn via mistake. Um, you know, when we do something that we already know how to do, that just sort of you know just validates what we already know. We don't. Not much of a learning opportunity, but when we make a mistake, that's where wisdom comes in, and that's where Scott has twenty years of making wow. mistakes. Wow. Uh, which, and, and again, I say that in the most respectful way possible. I mean, Scott, if we look at his uh, his track record and his team's track record, you know, billion dollars sold. These guys know what they're doing, and they're they make lots of mistakes along the way, but they keep going and they keep learning. And, and, and that's, that's the thing is I, I almost think if you can learn to get excited about making mistakes, then you'll be in a little bit of a better position because they won't be so devastating when they happen. You know, I, I make, but we have 800 agents here. I make mistakes every single day. Um, uh, terrible mistakes, terrible mistakes. And yet, um, and yet, yet here we are, and, and you know, uh, our, our brokerage continues to grow. Scotts is as well. So you know, it's it's not about not making mistakes, as Scott said. You know, nobody's perfect, um, but realizing that the mistake is actually the opportunity to then you know correct something for the future. So it's actually get excited about your your errors, your mistakes, uh, uh, listeners, because that's where the real growth happens. Yeah, there's lots to learn. I mean, I, whenever we have a deal die or like we lose a bidding war or whatever you can want to consider, you can either consider it like this is the, the a fail, right? Something that happened, You're like, wait a minute, like what did I learn through that? You know, we have, I mean, and there's so much out of your control anyway, you lose a pitch. Okay, what was there to be learned there? You know, we, if you bat 50% on your pitches, you're doing incredibly well. We're going, you know, it's, you're going to win some, sometimes somebody has a relationship with a cousin and they're going to win the listing no matter how they're like, we love you. But if I hire you, my wife's going to divorce me. Like, that's just the way it goes, you know? And, and you're like, okay, I get it. And is that a fail? No, it's like, you just, you chalk it up and maybe there's going to be an opportunity where they refer you to somewhere else. You know? It's, yeah. There, there's, there's always other opportunities because of course with real estate, everyone's got to live somewhere. Right. So th this idea of, you know, th there isn't a finite pie really uh, in this in this business. There's so much opportunity, but you do have to sort of uh, you know have the correct 
questions that you might be asking yourself or questions that will lead you into opportunity. And, and that's really what Scott's talking about is being super mindful of your thoughts, you know, what's coming in, uh, what you're saying to yourself, how you're treating yourself. And then of course, um, you know, how, how you're, uh, you know, interacting with clients as well. Scott, um, let's, I want to talk about client winning business because I think, you know, at your level, you know, you you are dealing with certainly, um, you know, you're working in a, in the most arguably the most difficult market in the country, and there's lots of competition, lots of great agents in New York City. You being one of them, but there being lots of other really fantastic agents. I've had a lot of them, even from Brown Harris Stevens on my show, so I know how the competition is out there. How do you think about competition? And when you're maybe up against, I assume uh, it happens in listing presentations, maybe you're up against other agents, maybe even agents you know, um, how do you sort of approach that? Because I know that that can be very stressful for, for, for agents. Well, first, of course, you're going up against other agents in a lot of situations. That's just... I mean, I, if I were looking to buy a car, I'm looking at multiple cars, right? I mean, yes, you're trying different things. So I think any good seller is going to do a little bit of due diligence. I think that's actually great. Um, I have a couple of answers to this. One, and, and some people are going to, I don't know how they're going to react, but I actually don't think of everyone as competition. I mean, during COVID, I was putting out video after video to the entire brokerage community about how technology we could use to go and because we were totally shut down for a few months there. And I was like, oh, you can use this video service to, sh- to do shoots and you can do this and let's try this. Because it's like, I believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. You know, the better, the more yeah. professional we are as a community, the more successful everyone is. Okay. So I think of, I, I want to establish the best relationships across the brokerage community. Because we 80, 20% of the agents do 80% of the business. That's just the nature of things. So I just want to be great at what I do, knowing that it's going to help me somehow. And I want to help them do a good job. So I don't always think about everyone as competition. Sure. If you flip it and say, okay, I know I'm, I'm, they're meeting multiple people, right? It's like, what is, how do I really articulate what makes us different and special? And I'm like, okay. First, we have a track record. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but if I don't say something, nobody else will, right? Right. 20 years of experience, lots of sales, and we have a great system to get this sold for you. But more than that, we care about you. And I've been referred, I can't tell you how many times I've been referred to people, Scott, we referred you because you're not a jerk, right? And I mean, I know that may sound like simple, but I actually care about the people. I want to see them be successful. And that underpins everything. So the system is to create win-win. It's like, I'm not, if you're looking for somebody to rip off, you know, rip off somebody's face, that's like a phrase, you know, like really take advantage and like, you know, kill someone and get the best deal ever. Um, That's not my approach. Do I, am I a good negotiator? Yes. Can I get great deals? Can I uncover great deals? Absolutely. But the approach is how can I make this into a win-win situation? Because if you don't, they're going to find a way to get you later. I really think like big picture, if you can try, your intention is to create a win-win situation for a, a really happy buyer and a, and, a, and a happy seller. That's if I that's my assumption. How do I do that, right? How can I solve yeah. for that? And it, it's the intention which will get you further. And we're going to 
be super resourceful. We're going to be incredibly creative and, and in our marketing, we're branding your property. If we're representing a seller, you know, with the buyer, we're selling, we're selling the buyer as, you know, we, we've had people that we, there was no way they were getting someone who had a dog in a building that doesn't allow dogs. Okay. Pretty open and shut case. Right. And we got them approved to buy and bring their little dog Benson into that property because we, we found the way around it. You know, can they go into the service? I mean, it was, they went to the service elevator and the dog couldn't go out the regular, you know, in the regular entrance and whatever, it got a little crazy, but like, it's just, how can we care enough to really find answers when other people say they can't be done? And that has served us really well. Right. And we, the track record to prove it, but if you, if you are new and you're just like, I really care and I'm going to go learn, I'm going to study this inventory like nobody's business. And I'm going to go, I'm going to know every building there is, or I'm going to know all the comps that sold. I'm going to study the heck out of this. And when things close, I'm going to, you know, communicate that to people like, Hey, look at this closing on your block. And you know, you're going to set up searches so that you just know more. You're already way ahead. Way ahead. Way I mean, ahead. What, so what you just gave, you basically gave a pretty amazing, uh, it, it, it might sound uh, non-specific, but it, it's not non-specific. It is entirely specific. You just gave a great plan for anyone who is, you know, learn your inventory, you know, understand the market, uh, you know, increase your skill set, uh, your knowledge and, and stay in touch with people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. And most importantly, care about them. You know, that's that's the missing piece. I, I always think, I think caring wins the game most of the time. Um, you know, there's going to be times where it's just a strictly a number situation. Yeah, those are, yeah, that happens, I guess. But the vast majority of human beings who are going to employ you to buy or sell a home really want you, they want to feel that you that you care about them. And you can demonstrate that. And, and you can demonstrate that over and over again. Uh, empathy, uh, sympathy, uh, checking in on them, making sure they know that you know what's going on in their lives, that you know what their goals are. And I know that's really important for you is you get really excited. And if you're not watching this live, once, if you're not watching this visually, you're listening. Scott got really, really animated earlier when he was talking about um, you know, working with his clients' dreams. He got really, really excited because, because and imagine if you have a real estate agent, if you're not in this business and you're, you need a real estate agent to buy or sell something, you wouldn't you want somebody who is really excited and at your dreams, right? So that's demonstrating care. And, and I think that, you know, Scott, that, that just, just oozes out of you. It also, if you, if it's about caring, then it's your people so often forget they're like on the, on the same side of the table. They sort of, they just forget that yeah. they're working with someone, you know, that, that they're, they're not working against someone. Like everybody, you're helping someone. They so desperately want to sell this thing. They have an idea of what they want to do. And it's about them, right? It just make it about them. Like you go to a cocktail party and get super nervous because you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't know anybody and whatever. And the second you just get curious about the person you're talking to, all that melts away. It's like, you can't be fear. You can't be afraid and curious at the same time. Right. Like I've heard that before. I think it's very, yeah, that's true. Like I want to learn about you. What are you about? And, and, um, it, when you care, there's so much more forgiveness for little mistakes. You know, I care, I'm going to figure it out. 
We're going to brand this property. We're going to just whatever we do. And it's now and then it goes perfectly, right? You know, people you're like, okay, we had this deal. We had an exact you know, strategy. We priced it here. We got a deal done, blah, blah, blah. Bidding war. It was amazing. And then a lot of the times, especially in markets like this, it takes a little bit longer. A lot of you got very used to in, 19, in 2021 to like things selling over asking in one day. Good. Well, that was fun for a minute. You know, I, went to, yeah. I was in Vegas last year and these LA, these Los Angeles agents were like, oh my God, it's like, I've got to hire more people. I, I'm not sleeping. My wife, you know, it's crazy. My life is a shambles because it was, they were just it was so much business. But now it, it just comes down. There's never been a more important time to have a good system to manage yeah. this and to manage the people and all the potential, you know, the, the pitfalls of a market where um, mortgage rates are slightly higher than they were, you know, a year and a half ago. <laughs> yes, slightly higher, and and that can it, it, and that could be a place where people get trapped. Agents can get in that mindset of high interest rates, low inventory, not as much opportunity. Well, okay, yes, maybe, and let's 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 shift our focus and start thinking about how do we demonstrate. Well, one thing we can do is we can demonstrate care. Uh, I could reach out to every single person in my database over the next several months, let them know I'm thinking about them. To have to check in, see what what's going on in their lives, you know, uh, see what they're doing on social media and co- comment on it, and say, "Hey, I saw you just got back from a vacation. It looked awesome. You know, really excited for you, or whatever." There's lots of ways you can demonstrate this, and uh, you know, if I was somebody without a listing today, without any listings today, what I might do is reach out to everybody I know and print out the Zestimate from Zillow and say, hey, Zillow thinks your home is worth this. I actually think it might be slightly uh, different, um, but I just wanted to share this with you. Give me a call and we can chat about it, right? That's an opportunity. People, there's always reasons to pick up the phone and call somebody and and connect with them. And that's what this business is. It's, it's really, it, it really is a service business. I mean, it, it's more service than it is anything. And you, like you said, we're on the same side of the table as the client. Like, how do we how do we always keep that that uh, that perspective, right? Well, I, I wanted there was you were touching on you know something you can do. I, I something I, I don't think I mentioned yet. In New York, we have buildings, so if somebody buys an apartment in a building, it's not hard for us to set up a search so that every time something right. comes available in that building, you can it's information you can share with your client, right? And it's like oh. You know, it's some of my high-end clients, we've sold, you know, multi-million dollar properties in a building. It's very exciting when you see something that's selling at a higher price. But at the same, I've had, had a situation downtown last year where I'd sold an apartment to, uh, to a client and the same apartment came available uh, at a, what I thought was an excellent price. And I said, I emailed my friend. I said, oh, this is such a, it's so interesting. I can't wait to see what this sells for. He immediately introduced me to his friend who wanted to buy that unit. I negotiated it without ever, I didn't meet the client until about two months later. And we had, we put a deal together just because I was sharing that information with no expectation. I was like, oh, this will be neat just because I wanted him to know about it. But the other piece, which I, I know I haven't talked about is the idea of telling stories, right? Yeah. So if you have, even if you, one of the great things about having a team is that this team and some of the agents are new they get to hear every single, we've sold maybe, I think, 80 apartments this year, you know, 80, 80 deals in New York. You know, that can be a, a pretty big, you know, volume. 
Um, some people sell 300, 400 homes and God bless you for being able to do that. That's incredible. Um, but every, the, every agent on the team can own those stories as their own. And, and every, you know, every other week we, we take an hour and we talk about like three different case studies of like, what did you do right? That the success. And then every other week we do whatever the challenges you overcame. But the idea is that you evolve. Like, what are these stories of things that are happening today? Because people love to hear about wins and it's like you're not bragging you're just like oh we just helped this client you know put a dog in there you know in a non in a building where no dogs are allowed that was so exciting or we helped someone get a great deal on this building you know that 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 sale was a million dollars less than the last one that traded Ooh, that's like i want to hear that tell me more about that scott you know so those are if you have good stories share the stories not people what's the question in cocktail parties in new york how's the market well, well, actually, you know, the, the prices are up 4%. No, like tell a story, just tell a story about something. Well, we were helping this buyer and you know, they're, they're excited about this neighborhood. You know, we got, we got a deal done here. We we're having a lot of success in this neighborhood. You know, why do you ask what's, you know, what are you thinking about? Like, there's so many ways you can answer without the, the boring market data information. You know, that is a really great, great tip. Um, Definitely have have stories to share that are authentic to you, that are, are impactful to you, and, and that you have passion about. So that when you do get asked those questions, because that is the first question that anyone asks when, um, you know, when somebody says, "Oh, I'm in real estate. Oh, how's the market?" Right? That you're absolutely right. The number most commonly asked question, and and you can answer that with with whatever facts and figures you have, but. Uh, Scott is absolutely right. Have some personal examples of of things that that you are currently working on or have done. And this is a great. Uh, I think you know, Scott. You said something also very powerful. Like after every deal, you guys go through and say, okay, what went well? What 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 were there? Where were there challenges or opportunities for growth? Or or you know, was there a story here that we can we can work with? You know, just basically working through the transaction after it's done and and finding those those magic moments and and maybe the challenging moments. Moments, and then learning from the challenging moments, and then really celebrating the magic moments. I mean, it's 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 great for marketing. It's great for keeping the team uh, spirit up, and also just you know continuing to service the client. I love that. Thanks. It's fun. It's fun to do that. It's much more interesting than uh, we we just did a webinar with an economist and you know a mortgage broker and this a, a wonderful. Uh, data and it was we were talking about the market but like what really came to life is the stories what are we seeing in the market the actual deals that's where people can wrap their heads around it yeah i could not i could not agree with you more i 100 a big fan of learn how to tell stories i actually it's funny you just reminded me of a interview i had once with an agent in florida who sells mega um mega properties like 30 million plus kind of, you know, it's just a different uh, sort of whole thing. And, and he, it, you know, the, because when you sell those types of properties, of course, there's whole teams that are involved that you have to work with. And, and there's a lot more people involved in the transaction, a lot more complication usually. However, uh, he said, it was really funny. He goes, uh, well, it's all about story selling, meaning it's all about you know, he goes. When I show a, a prospective buyer this property, I I want to know what what 
their vision is for the property. And I want to tell them the story of this property and really sell them on it. And, and that he goes, that's really all I do. He goes, I, I tell the story and I, I, I unite stories basically, which I thought was really a smart idea. Um, Scott, one other thing too. Uh, so we talked about providing value. I'm curious, what are you doing to celebrate your clients? Uh, oh, you know, after a transaction, how, how do you stay in touch with people after? You know, that's, it's, it's, it's a great question. Um, and I think a lot of people don't think enough about how to celebrate with their clients. Um, and you know, we, we, it's, it's, there's no one size fits all gift, although a gift is nice. You know, it's, it's, it's an acknowledgement of a milestone. Something happened here that was important enough that we wanted to say thank you for entrusting us for like the biggest transaction probably in your life. Now in New York, that's not always true. You know, people are, you know, doing multi-billion dollar deals in their jobs and this is like a place to live for them. And it happens to be $5 million. doesn't matter. You know, those people, I always, you know, that I'm going to botch the quote from that movie, Notting Hill, but at some point you're just a girl standing in front of a boy, hoping that, you know, he's going to love her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Asking her to like right. him or whatever. And it, yeah. And yeah. that's really, it doesn't matter what the price is. This is a sacred moment for people. And so what's the gift? What's the gift? What is going to touch someone? Maybe it's a donation to a charity that, you know, they support. That's easy to find. And people don't, we do that. Somebody is a runner and they want, we want to support the central park conservancy on their behalf. Okay. Sometimes it's, it's just some beautiful roses, you know, it's something simple like that. It's, it's certainly not always alcohol. Not everybody drinks, right? A bottle of champagne sure. is pretty, is pretty boring sometimes. Sometimes it's, it depends on the person. So like, take the moment to, 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 to mastermind with your team. What do we think the, the best thing for them is take them out to lunch it can, or take them out to dinner, do something to acknowledge this in banks. They have these celebratory closing dinners, you know, it, it Connect on a personal level. I know it's sometimes a little bit weird. Hey, can we get together after the closing? But do it. Find a way to connect with people. But we also celebrate every every once a week. We have a meeting as a team and we go through what are our celebrations. And I think that people, especially, you know, type A, I can speak for myself. The closing happens and you're like, you don't even take five seconds to celebrate it for yourself. Think about what you can right. be able to do. The people that you help. So you know, celebrate for yourself, celebrate with your team, celebrate with your clients, um, give them the, the room to be happy about what it is. Cause it's like, they've just achieved something big. Maybe this is like their, their lifelong dream, right? There's a reason they call it a dream house. Take a second to, to really let that soak in. Yeah. And, and also every year on the anniversary, you can relive that, that moment and you can remind them of that moment and you can reach out and, and check in and say, Hey, it's a year, you know, a year to the day that la you, you bought that property. How's it working for you? I just wanted to check in and see how it's going. If you're having any problems with anything, I, I let me know. I, I can help you get it stuff fixed, we, we but uh, just excited. It's been a whole year, you know, and, and that sort of excitement and passion uh, that I'm sort of speaking for Scott. Scott obviously speaks for himself, but it, he's, you can hear the passion in Scott's voice. So 
I, I, I just love this, uh, this conversation because I think what we're really talking about is, is yeah, just being into your clients, get into your clients, like be into them, you know, be into what they're into, you know, get excited about what they're excited about, help support their stuff and their vision, their dreams. And boy, they're going to be with you for life. I mean, that's all we, we really want. In life. I, I wanted to, something I learned a few years ago, I just never thought about it this way. <clears throat> we all get referrals. Right. And we say thank you when they come in. And, you know, if we if there's a referral from another agent, it's like my favorite thing to do is to write that. It's very easy to celebrate because you're writing a big check to someone who referred you to this client. Thank you so much. It's amazing. You know, if, and for those brokers out in the in the rest of the country, it's like our favorite thing to do. We send so much business. It's like we've done 15 deals in Pittsburgh this year for some reason. We've you know referred that much out in Florida and Connecticut and all over the place. But but if someone thinks enough of you to refer you. I keep them in I keep them in touch. And then, you know, what is that thank you that happens at the end of the transaction to them? Sometimes it's it, it I don't want to put a dollar number on it, but is there something special you can do, say a let a handwritten letter? But the little nuance which I loved was like, okay, this deal came from here. And what was the what was the parent of that referral? And what was the grandparent? And can you go back how far and say, you know. I saw I did a rental deal in 2003 and that turned into 40 or 50 million dollars of business over time and I go back and I say you know I just want to say thank you for trusting yes. me as this new agent who cold called you when the classified ads were still a thing in the New York Times because that I just closed another deal because of our relationship from 20 years ago and I just wanted to say thank you and it's like so I'm so full of gratitude because I can really trace it back and if you take a moment to, for that, like I, I'm feeling so grateful right now, just thinking about sure. John, this artist who hired me years and years ago, I had no experience. I had no business, you know, almost no business doing that deal, but it turned into so much more and you can go in every direction and think about all of the different ways that you have gotten to where you've gotten and just stand there for a second and say, who should I be thank? Who should I thank right now? Yeah, and boy, I I was feeling uh, grateful for the for the gentleman uh, back in twenty two thousand and three who who took a chance on you as well because uh, obviously it's it's birthed this this uh, amazing career that that you are now in and that is it is such a great suggestion. Let's appreciate the people in our lives and let them know how appreciative we are because or we are to them. Um, that, that is really the key. It's Scott, you, it, you know, it's, it's funny. We we're this is a bit of a different kind of episode that we normally do. Um, we're talking a little bit more about emotional stuff and, but I, I think this is really what wins the game. And so, you know, care about people, tell them how much they mean to you. You know, we know how much homes mean to people. So we want to, we want to continue on with this, you know, increase intimacy, I think is, is the key to this business. And that's through a lot of effort and caring consideration. Um, Scott, I think this is a great place for us to wrap up. I want to mention for anyone listening who is an agent in, in Manhattan, uh, also Brooklyn, Scott's team uh, covers both, uh, both Manhattan and Brooklyn. If you are looking to maybe see what other options exist this year, maybe you're not getting the attention you deserve or just want to see you know, what other teams are offering, reach out to Scott. It may or may not be a good fit, but he would love the opportunity to uh, say hello and see if maybe you could be a good addition to the team. Also, 
if you are an agent elsewhere uh, in the country and you have clients that come to and from uh, New York City, we, um, we of course, know New York City is, can be a very transient place. People can, can go there and then leave. Um, well, of course, Scott needs uh, people to refer to as well, and he would love to hear uh, meet your referrals as well. So reach out to Scott. The best way to reach him is to visit him on his website, which is harrisresidential.com. And then you can also find him on LinkedIn, Scott Harris. Let's definitely follow him. He posts almost daily on LinkedIn with, with really great content there. So let's uh, let's follow. He's got a really impressive following there. Uh, but on behalf of our audience, Scott, I want to thank you for your time today. You were an amazing guest. Um, this is the exact kind of conversations I love having, and um, you really provided a lot of value. So thank you on behalf of the audience. On behalf of Scott and myself, we want to thank the audience as well. Thank you for sticking around to the end of the episode. Thank you for supporting our show. The best way you can help us is by telling a friend. Think of one other agent that is maybe struggling this year and, and maybe just needs a little boost. Send them a link to this episode. They will get excited. So send them over to our website. If, if they're not a podcast person, keepingitrealpod.com is our website. We're on every podcast platform. Also leave us a review. That helps us out uh, knowing how we can continue to improve. So Scott, on uh, thank you again. We really appreciate all your time and uh, really great conversation. Uh, and we will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Scott. Thanks so much for having me. It's been awesome.